Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. That's a wrap. Yo, that's a wrap. It was an amazing experience. Hope everybody enjoyed it. Hope we got some laughs and good entertainment. This is Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. Sabonis, top of the key, 5.55 to go to Herter. He glides in, contested by Draymond, no good. Wiggins to DiVincenzo to the driving Thompson. Takes Sabonis underneath the bucket and scores with a left hand. It's a one-point game. Yeah, Sabonis tried to jump away from where Clay was coming from, and Clay just let him keep going. All right, welcome in. That was ugly. John Dickinson here at Harmonic Brewing outside Chase Center in Thrive City. 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570, and the Warriors are finding themselves now in a Game 7 in Sacramento, 1230, Sunday afternoon, Kings beat the Dubs, 118-99, to and the Warriors didn't have it from the jump. And tonight is a night where you do have to look around and, and give the Sacramento Kings credit, a young team that took a gut punch with the way the Warriors played in their building on Wednesday night to take the three games to two series advantage. And I don't know whether it was the early start or the overconfidence that was permeating the Bay Area over the last couple of days, acting as if this series was over. I'm not sure if the Warriors bought into any of that kind of a vibe, but regardless, Golden State just didn't have it. The Kings were desperate and forceful and did everything in the game tonight that they hadn't done as well in the last three games, but they were able to do in the first two games that they won. The bad Warriors were back tonight. Turnovers, offensive rebounds, and and second chance opportunities for, for Sacramento, and the Warriors also took a ton of bad shots. And when they did try to work it in the paint, the Kings did a much better job against them in the paint in this game. The Warriors 18 for 46 in the paint. 39.1% shooting in the paint. A lot of contested shots and just flat-out chunked layups by the Warriors in this game. And the Warriors found themselves up two at the end of the first quarter, which seemed like a miracle in a lot of ways because the Warriors were down 8 nothing right off the start in this game. But the crowd was not 
as bad as expected with the 5.15 p.m. start time, but it was just a scattered Warrior start offensively. Bad shots, turnovers, unable to finish inside, 8 nothing Kings right off the top. Damanis Sabonis was more impactful defensively than he'd been at any point in the series in that stretch, and the Warriors were going to be on an uphill climb. Clay Thompson missed a layup, forced a couple threes. Steph Curry was trying to keep a minute, and really that was kind of the theme of the night for the Warriors top to bottom, was, was Steph trying to do his best job to, to keep Golden State in the game. But it was really, for the most part, an all-systems fail as they got beat and got beat handily in both the second fourth quarters, got outscored in the third quarter after barely somehow eking out that win in the first quarter, but it just comes back to all of the things that have plagued the Warriors in this series in the three losses have basically been the same things, and I got to be honest, just putting it bluntly and looking at it objectively, if you're a Warrior fan, you got to be feeling pretty shaky about going back to Sacramento for a game seven at 12.30 on Sunday afternoon, and here's the reason why. The Warriors have played their worst two games of this series in the two games where there was one day of rest in between each game. And now the Warriors are going to have one day of rest in between tonight's game and Sunday's game, but Sunday's not a night game. Sunday's a 12.30 in the afternoon game, so we're basically looking at about a 36- to 40-hour turnaround before Game 7, and flat out, the Warriors looked old tonight the Kings looked more spry the Kings looked more energetic and the Warriors came out flat they looked a step slow throughout the entire game and the Kings took it to them they were the aggressors they were the more forceful team the Warriors only hit 10 of 32 from three-point range Sacramento 17 to 45 their best three-point shooting game of the series and they wind up blowing the Warriors out of Chase Center in what was a closeout game and an opportunity for Golden State to knock the Kings out after getting the one road win that the Warriors obviously had to get to have a shot in this series. Well, here's the thing about those playoff series that you play without home court advantage. Often, you need to win more than one game on the opposition's home court because typically the team that is the better seed, and Sacramento is the better seed in this particular instance, is able to get a road win as well. And the Kings played very much like the team who had the best road record in the Western Conference as far as the playoffs teams go. And I think they showed a little bit of what they did tonight and the confidence that came with how they played the game Sunday in Chase Center to keep that game close. They played free and easy. They looked real comfortable. And the Warriors at times tonight looked like they didn't have answers. And when the Warriors did have answers, they missed layups or turned the ball over or took bad shots or couldn't get an offense, uh, couldn't get a defensive rebound. And Sacramento was able to get extra opportunities. Kings ended up with 14 more field goal attempts than the Warriors in this one. 14 more field goal attempts uh, because of the turnovers and the offensive rebounds. Everything the Warriors did well in these last three games to win the last three and take the 3-2 series lead, they were all right back and plaguing Golden State again in this one. And so it's 118-99, to the final, and the Warriors are right back up against it and going to have to win another road game 90 miles away coming up Sunday afternoon at 1230. So 888-957-9570. 888-957-9570. It is Warriors wrap-up here on 95.7. The game, uh, a dejected 
warrior crowd here at Harmonic Brewing outside of Chase in Thrive City as the Warriors are up against it on the brink of elimination, but also on the brink of if they can cobble together a Game 7 performance with some of the champion's blood they showed in the last three games and on Wednesday night in Sacramento, very much still with an opportunity in front of them to move on to the next round, and and we'll see what happens between the Lakers and the Grizzlies, who are going at it right now in the late game in Los Angeles. So, uh, rough night for Clay Thompson, bad start, a lot of talk about Game 6 Clay, and it never really came to fruition. 2 of 9 from 3, mentioned the 0 for 3 start, he was a minus 28, and Sacramento hunted Clay Thompson tonight. Uh, you know, dribble penetration, a, a big problem. Fox and Monk. This is the second game Malik Monk's won for the Kings in this series. And he was attacking, and they were trying to get him in space. They had the Warriors spread. Kings went smaller. Mike Brown did make an adjustment, played Terrence Davis, didn't play Alex Len. DeMontis Sabonis was in foul trouble, only played 23 minutes, and the Kings wind up playing their best game of the series in that game where Sabonis not only only had 7 points and 11 rebounds, although the offensive boards were there for Sabonis, 9 of Sabonis' 11 rebounds were on the offensive glass tonight. So those extra possessions, he did have an impact on the game, even though he didn't play much or well overall. But you look at it, and the Kings did make an adjustment. They were the more physical team, they were the more forceful team, and they put the Warriors on their heels from the jump, and now the Warriors will remain on their heels until tip-off at 1240 in Sacramento on on Sunday. Bad game for Jordan Poole. I mean, an absolutely brutal, horrific game for Jordan Poole. Uh, Minus 14, 2 of 11. Uh, I mean, every time he tried to make a drive to the basket, it felt like he was going to lose the ball or he was going to trick the layup. And he was just scattered everywhere. Kings also hunting him defensively, I thought, at times. And Sacramento... It just looked like the younger, more energetic team, which shouldn't maybe have been a surprise, but it still was a little bit galling to to see and jaw-dropping to see based on the fact that this was the closeout game with the team that's the defending champions and the Warriors had been so successful in all these different iterations as far as being able to finish teams off when they have them on the ropes as the Warriors had the Kings on the ropes coming off the win on Wednesday. So brutal Jordan Poole game. Steph Curry was trying to keep him in it, but he did not play well. He looked tired. Andrew Wiggins, awful tonight. A a bad and low efficient uh, Andrew Wiggins game, 5 of 13 shooting the ball, and the Warriors really had an issue of, of playables in, in this game tonight. Dante DiVincenzo did some positive things defensively, but had a couple of turnovers and couldn't make a shot, which makes it all the more difficult. Not a great Draymond Green game. It was just kind of an all-systems fail night, and at times it felt like, hey, the Warriors are hanging around, and you're feeling good about the Warriors' ability to hang around. Hey, if they can get on a run and get the game tied or maybe get ahead by a couple of points, maybe they can figure out a way to navigate themselves to the finish line, but tonight it was just not meant to be. Credit to the Kings, and I don't know what was going on with the Warriors, whether they thought they had this thing locked up and and could just show up and the Kings were going to quit, but if you've watched Sacramento play this season, all due respect to them, that's not the kind of team that they've been, and they certainly haven't been that kind of team in this series against the Golden State Warriors. So 888-957-9570. 
Warriors wrap-up, John Dickinson. we got full phone lines. Uh, I want to hear from you here. We'll keep this thing rolling until 10 o'clock. If you're out in the area, stop by Harmonic at Thrive City and say hi. We'll hear from Steve Kerr and some of the Warriors players here on Warriors wrap-up. But uh, let's get it started with Gary in Oakland up first here tonight on 95-7 The Game. What's going on, Gary? Hey, guys, just driving home from the game, uh, season ticket holder, uh, and I actually went to the game up in SAC uh, on Wednesday. Uh, anybody who thought this was a lock has not been paying attention to this Warrior team this year. When have they won four games in a row? I think that's zero exactly. times this season. Okay. Um, they did win five in a row at one point at home around Christmas, but that's that's irrelevant at this point. It's been every time it's looked, Gary, as if they were about to get on a run or put somebody away, they haven't done it, and they've made life more difficult on themselves. So continue your phone call, Gary. No, so they've been they've been. You never know who, which team is going to show up this season, you know. And they've had a really hard time maintaining their focus and their energy for forty eight minutes, and they're so good that sometimes, you know, 20 minutes is enough. Yeah, sometimes, well, not this year it hasn't. And thanks for the call, Gary. Uh, this team just doesn't have the margin for error, and their, their you know, big streaks, their hot streaks, don't go quite as far. I mean, the Warriors have had to play some exceptional basketball over the last three games, and really the last two in particular, to, to just be in position late in the game to have a chance to win. The Kings are still right there with them in these games where Curry's making all of these Steph playoff MVP type shots and Klay Thompson's hitting tough fallaway jumpers from the corner with the crowd going crazy. And all of this is adding up to a couple of close wins. They won by one point on Sunday. They won by seven points on Wednesday. And you know tonight was just, I mean, woof tonight. And, and the Kings keep coming. And again, if you didn't think the Kings were going to keep coming, then shame on you. Because I know the tenor of the whole radio station today had been like Sacramento was going to show up and this was going to be a funeral and the Warriors were just going to you know, breathe on them at the opening tip and that was going to be the end of the night. And and to me, uh, you know, I, I don't know if the Warriors were thinking that or whether the Warriors just got beat. But either way, uh, it, it was... It was a, a an impressive effort for Sacramento and a brutal one for, for Golden State. Uh, Coach in Los Altos next here on Warriors Wrap-Up. What's up, Coach? J.D., I'm just coming home from the game. Um, what a, what a uh, you know, I tweeted out that and, and actually texted my family. I said, if you think you can just show up and win, you are absolutely going to get your clock cleaned. And that's exactly what happened tonight. From the first minute, I had I had courtside seats, beautiful seats. I'm watching this thing, and Curry is lackadaisical. The effort was lackadaisical. I think these guys just thought we're in we're in Chase Center. We can show up and we can win. And they played like crap, all of them. There was no effort. And what I said is, I said, you know what? There may be smarter people than you. They may, there may be more talented people than you, but nobody can outwork you. And they got outworked. I still think the Warriors are a better team. And I don't think it's old. You know, you comment on old. I think it was effort, attitude, grit. They didn't have any of that tonight. They were terrible. And they're going to get their clock cleaned 
Sunday, if they don't come in and say, you know what, we need to show up. We need to we need to want to. We need to get it more than they do, because tonight was listless. It was awful. So I'm trying to buy tickets right now in Golden. I want to be there because this is going to tell me if the dynasty's over. Man up, want this, and get after it because they can beat this team. But tonight they just thought I'm going to walk on the court. I'm the world champions. I'm at Chase Center, and you're going to wilt. And these guys aren't going to wilt. Every- no. No, thanks, Coach. No, they're not going to wilt. And, and you're right. If the Warriors came on and, and played like they thought all they had to do was show up and win or show up and, and play like they had already won the series, then, then shame on them. The question that I have, and here's the thing I don't know, was it no effort or did they just not have it in the tank? That, and, and that's the part where maybe Sunday tells the story, and we'll see, because the Warriors did look a little slow. The Warriors did look a little old. They did get outworked. There was uh, you know, effort and attitude and grit that was there for Sacramento that wasn't there for the Warriors in this one that had been there for these last three games. So I don't know if it was a let-up. I don't know if it was the Kings were desperate. Uh, you know, Maybe a combination of the two. But when you look at it, uh, I mean, the Warriors are going to have to be a lot better. And here's the thing. The Warriors now have put themselves in a position where they can be a lot better on Sunday and still get beat because we've seen the Warriors play better in this series and have to hang on for dear life to be able to win against this young, up-and-coming Sacramento team that's relentless, really, in terms of the offensive pressure that, that they put on. And tonight, they put some defensive pressure on the Warriors that really we hadn't seen since Game 1 and 2 in Sacramento. Adam in San Jose next, 888-957-9570. Adam, you're on Warriors Wrap-Up with John Dickinson here on 95.7 The Game. What's going on tonight, Adam? JD, I'm on my way to the emergency room because my blood pressure skyrocketed skyrocketed after watching Jordan Poole, man. Um, (laughs) On a serious note, I I don't think Steph has ever seen a better defender uh, in his career than Davion Mitchell. Although he's still scoring his 30, 32 points uh, a game, um, he's not able to give us one of those uh, heroic uh, performances because Davion honestly has him locked up. And then Clay immediately began chucking, hoping he can prove another game six play. Um, and Jordan Poole, man, Jordan Poole, is, he's being clowned all over social media right now uh, for all the decisions he's making. I've been saying we need to get rid of him all season, this offseason, but even yourself said that we need him for when Curry's not available. If we do not get rid of Jordan Poole this offseason and we do not pass the first round, I don't know if I can say I support the Warriors anymore. Thank you. Thanks for the call. Look, that's an off-season conversation. we got to see how this thing ends. Do the Warriors win on Sunday and go on and lose to somebody else? Do they lose on Sunday? I mean, it's how it ends matters as far as that goes. And, and yes, I have made the point that you know, Poole has been a much better player when he's either filling in for Steph Curry and or filling in for Klay Thompson. And the Warriors have been able to win games in the regular season when he's been in that role in each of the last couple of years. That's completely irrelevant on Friday night, April 28th, with Game 7 of the Western Conference first round coming up here over the course of the next 40 hours. Like, that's that's irrelevant right now. But it is a, a, something that should be set aside 
at this point and revisited at the point in which we know how this Warrior season ends. Davion Mitchell's done a great job at making Steph Curry work. And I'll tell you what else the Kings did to Steph tonight was they really tried to make him work defensively. And Curry, I don't think, got got crushed defensively, but they tried to wear him down by going smaller and really trying to attack him and make him guard and take his legs. And look, Curry didn't have a great game. Uh, 9 of 21, and twenty, but, but he was trying to keep him in. I mean, Curry tonight was the least of the Warriors' problems, even on a night which, which wasn't a great night for him. But yeah, Jordan Poole was awful. I mean, flat out, Jordan Poole was awful. They need Jordan Poole to play in this series and play as he has, even when he hasn't shot the ball well, because they need the secondary ball handler. But tonight it was missed layups. Tonight it was falling down. Tonight it was kicking the ball out of bounds. Like, it was just all, all bad tonight for Jordan Poole. And now Steve Kerr's got a question because he's got to look around at who's playable and who's not. What, wh- how much of tonight was the Warriors didn't bring the proper intensity versus how much of tonight was the Warriors were tired versus how much of tonight impacts who plays or doesn't play in Game 7 or are you just chalking it up to it was a bad night for a couple of different players and they're going to play a lot better because the Warriors are going to need them to play a lot better on Sunday. That's the question because I know a lot of Warrior fans right now are done with Jordan Poole based on the way he played tonight. And I get it. I I really do. But, you know, I'm reading the Comcast Business text line and, you know, the answer isn't play Kaminga instead of Jordan Poole. Now, the answer may be play Moses Moody a little bit more, to be perfectly honest, because he's now looked pretty good in each of the games, really going back to game two. And I've said this a lot, steady beat Sacramento. The Warriors were not steady tonight. They were frantic. I agree with Adam wholeheartedly on Klay Thompson. Klay Thompson looked like he had, you know what Klay Thompson looked like today? Klay Thompson tonight played like a dude who sat in his house all day and thought, Game six clay, game six clay, game six clay, game six clay. I'm gonna I'm gonna hit twelve threes. I'm gonna come out and I'm hunting and it's gonna be game six clay, game six clay, game six clay. And it was it was it was a bad temperament game for Clay Thompson. It was not a it was eight of twenty. And you know, the Warriors got down, things weren't flowing, they'd get a couple stops, they'd make a run, and then every time they'd make a run, they either couldn't get a rebound. They would kick the ball out of bounds or throw it away, or they would take a horrific shot and miss, or miss a layup. That They also missed a lot of layups tonight, a lot of layups that they were hitting in Game 5 that they needed to hit weren't going down tonight. But this was a bad clay game. And you know what? History in Game 6 aside, and what he did in Oklahoma City and other clinching big games for the Warriors... Clay was probably due for a bad game because that's the Clay Thompson that he's been this season. It's been steady, 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 solid, really good, awful. Every four or five games, there's an awful one. I know Clay, looking at the way he performed tonight, will be thinking about it, taking it you know, in the mirror and want to come back and fight and scratch and claw and be a champion and show the champion's blood in Sacramento on, on, on Sunday afternoon. But he didn't have it tonight either. And it was a night where, I mean, the Warriors shoot 37%. 10 of 32 from three. They didn't take a lot of threes because they were getting inside, but they weren't hitting inside. And I had the number here just looking through it as far as the shooting. And the Warriors were 18 of 46 in the paint. Only 36 points in the paint. 18 of 46, 39.1% in the paint for the Warriors tonight. They missed layups. They got shots blocked tonight. 
and you know the Kings had eight block shots, and they were really challenging. Malik Monk had a couple of blocks. Herder had a couple of blocks. Like collectively, they were challenging the Warriors at the rim much better than we've seen them do at at any point uh, in this series. But but now it becomes a question of. Who do you trust, and how much of the bad tonight do you chalk up as one night versus having to make these wholesale changes? Because I'll be honest, as bad as tonight was, and we can lay out all of the different players who weren't good tonight, and Kevon Looney was bad tonight after being the hero of the series for the Warriors, I'm still probably leaning towards sticking with the same seven or eight players that helped the Warriors win the three games that they've won in this series even if those players didn't exactly play well tonight. That, though, is Steve Kerr's ultimate question, and I get a lot of Warrior fans out there that think, hey, wholesale changes need to come on Sunday. Here's what I know, and I want to hear from you at 888-957-9570. What I know is I'm trusting Steph Curry in a Game 7. I'm trusting Clay Thompson in a Game 7. I'm trusting Draymond Green in a Game 7. I'm trusting Andrew Wiggins in a Game 7. I'm trusting Kevon Looney in a Game 7, along with Gary Payton the second, and probably Dante DiVincenzo, although to a less extent than those first six players that I named. But I'm trusting them. And if, you know what? If they are not energetic enough or don't have enough in the tank or too tired or, or whatever it is, then you tip your cap to Sacramento and you tell them, hey, they won the series and they earned it. That, that's just the reality. But I'm more apt to trust those seven, plus Moses Moody, who's earned the right, I think, to play in the Game 7 based on the way he's played these last four games. I'm trusting those guys rather than thinking that you got to make wholesale changes just because tonight blew up in your face in an ugly, ugly way. 888-957-9570. Full phone lines. EJ in Oakland next here on 95.7 The Game. What's going on, EJ? Hey, hey, JD. Thanks for taking my call, man. Uh, you, you actually spoke to a couple of the things I was thinking about, dude. I, I don't want to be so negative. That was the worst playoff game we have had since Steph has been here. We looked entitled. We looked lazy. We looked old and slow, as you said. And I feel like that is why we have Jordan Poole on the roster. We pay him to be the spark plug. To like be the you know the the quick twitch guy to get us going, and he did not have it tonight. And I'm having an existential crisis over here. I, I like Clay Thompson wants another max contract. We're play, paying pool. Like I don't even know what we do after this, man. Uh, so I, I I know that we still have a game seven, but that was so bad <laughs> that, that I'm, I'm I'm having trouble dealing with it. So. Top me up the ledge, bro. Well, I think a lot of Warrior fans are, EJ, and, and, and thanks for the call. I think a lot of Warrior fans are not used to seeing the big three plus Wiggins and Looney get it handed to them the way that they got it handed to them tonight in a closeout game. It's just the fourth time in the last ten years the Warriors haven't won a closeout game when they've been at home during this Steve Kerr championship dynastic run. And two of those games were against Cleveland in 2016 in the finals in Game 5 and Game 7. I mean, this is the first time 
you know, the other one was 2019 against the Clippers, but that was the Kevin Durant Warriors where you knew, all right, well, they're going to probably go down and win game six in L.A. And if they don't, they'll for sure come back and win game seven at Oracle. And so even though they lost that game, you weren't really thinking, oh, wow, this is this is trouble. <laughs> you, know, you were thinking, well, it, whatever. They just they just tricked one away. They're by far the better team, and they're going to win. And they went down to L.A., and they won in six, and, and that was it. And so that one almost, in a way, doesn't count. Tonight was the first time where the Warriors, they needed tonight. They, need, they needed to treat tonight like it was an NBA Finals game. And I mentioned that to Willard and Dibbs earlier here on 95.7 The Game. I talked about it on, on Warriors Live, the fact that the Warriors could not afford to be overconfident against this Kings team that, again, I think too many people haven't seen with regularity uh, over the course of this season. They keep coming in individual games and over the course of this season. To me, it's it's not a surprise, at least it shouldn't be, that they kept fighting and at least put pressure on the Warriors to have to play a really good game to beat them. And as it turns out, the Warriors played a crappy game and they got beat and they ended up getting blown out with the way things went in the fourth quarter. All right, Eric, Scott, Manuel, Armand, 888-957-9570, a quick timeout, secret sauce, hardest working player, it's all coming up, text messages as well, we're keeping this thing rolling until 10, it's John Dickinson, Kings win it, 118-99 to 99 right here at 95.7 The Game. Call from mom, answer it, call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game, that's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Now back to Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. All right, welcome back into the 9 o'clock hour. It's John Dickinson at Harmonic Brewing outside Chase Center in Thrive City. 888-957-9570. Kings beat the Warriors 118-99. to So Game 7 will be on Sunday afternoon in Sacramento, 12-30, 12-30 tip. Warriors and Kings Game 7 in a series that really has felt destined to go seven from the jump and and you look at it now at three and three top to bottom and it's a blowout for each team it's a two and one at home for each team dead even on on that note and each team's won two close games warriors able to win one close one in sacramento the kings 
able to win two close ones in the first two in Sacramento. The one thing we know, all, all three of the games in Sacramento have gone right down to the wire. So how could you not expect anything less? Moving forward here on to Sunday, uh, 888-957-9570. Do you want to get some text messages in here between now and 10 o'clock as we keep things rolling? Secret Sauce, also the hardest working player of the game coming up as well. Let's uh, get back to the phones. 888-957-9570. Scott is up next here on Warriors Wrap-Up. What's going on, Scott? How are you doing, John? Thanks for having us on. I, I, I got to say, I, I can't remember a game where our starting five, maybe rotational players six and seven, have played as flat as an aggregate squad as I'd seen tonight. <laughs> I'm here with my nine-year-old daughter. We were at the game. We're driving home. I just, I don't. There's a lot of negativity on the air. I, I just think that Sunday is going to be a different situation i think that i've never seen clay as a duo with steph play that flat frankly i've never seen the the crowd at chase be that flat my nine-year-old's here Kristen, what do you think i mean that was just speak up please oh it was just very <laughs> it was just a very bad game for us like it wasn't <laughs> a night and wiggins and four and everyone just played bad they were like so lazy it just wasn't. There wasn't a leader. There wasn't anyone commanding the floor. I, I also got to say, and I'll and I'll end and listen to some commentary. The Kings are not a good defensive playing team during the regular season, and they, it seems like they played their best defensive game against us tonight, just like they did in Game Two and Three. And I'd love to hear your comments on the Kings' defense because why did they show up again in Game Six on our home court with that defense? Yeah, again, I think a lot of it, Scott, and thanks for the call and appreciate the assist there from the youngin. But, uh, you know, the Warriors were flat tonight. I I think a lot of it does still have to do with the Warriors and their patience. You know, I've said throughout the course of this series that if the Warriors are patient and get into their offense with zip and make the Kings move around and defend them, they can get a layup line. And tonight they were getting some of that at the rim, but the shots were more challenged tonight. I thought they made Draymond and even Looney look to try to score only kind of knowing it was coming and they were rotating defenders back and getting there and just clogging up the lane to a greater extent. And if the Warriors were trying to kick it out, it was almost as if Sacramento knew what was coming and they were getting in the passing lanes. A lot of deflections in the game tonight. So I think you give Mike Brown credit for recognizing what the Warriors had smoked the Kings with in the last three games, really, and and even in the first two games when the Warriors had been buttoned up enough to get into it. But I I think they used the fact that the Warriors were a little bit tired with the one day off in between games against them, and they they were really packing the paint. And Sabonis, I thought, set a tone in the first four or five possessions tonight with a couple of blocks, and it was eight nothing Kings, and guys are really rotating around and, and making an impact. The, the concerning part is, yes, Sunday, I think everybody would agree, is going to be different. But again, I keep coming back to this. Sunday might be different, and the Warriors might play a lot better, but we've seen what playing a lot better than they did tonight gets them in Sacramento. It gets them up oh, one point with three minutes to go. You know, it gets them tie game with two minutes to go. Uh, are they going to hit enough shots? Are they going to stay disciplined? Are they going to be able to rebound the basketball? All of those things uh, are going to have to happen if the Warriors are, are going to 
escape this series and move on to the next round by winning a Game 7 in what will be a hostile and electric environment. Evan, next here on Warriors Wrap-Up. What's going on, Evan? How you doing? Thanks for taking my call. I really appreciate it. You know, I was at the game yeah. tonight, and uh, it was kind of brutal, guys. It was it was a little <laughs> brutal, you know. Uh, uh, I, it wasn't the same Warriors team that we, we know, and, you know, the, the guys are getting old. It's it's obvious. The guys are getting old, and they need to adjust. They're, they're learning to adjust on the fly, it seems. You know, I got a band. It's called the Live Oaks. We're a local rock and roll band, and we're always getting older at the times. And we got to adjust as we get older. And it seems these guys are learning on the fly. And it's been brutal to kind of watch. You know, I don't know if they're going to make it through Game 7, guys. Yeah, we'll see. And and that's the thing that, that would give me the most concern going into Game 7 is, to me, if you're Steve Kerr, you have to trust the same guys that won you the three games in the middle and not panic and think you have to make wholesale changes on Sunday. But you got to execute better, and you got to bring the zip and the energy and the focus and the determination and the hustle. The Kings out-hustled the Warriors in every single phase of the game, and there were lengthy stretches early where the Kings couldn't hit a shot either. Neither team could hit a shot, and you felt like, oh, my God, how the Warriors are right there in this game. But because the Warriors were so bad offensively, so bad on the boards, so bad uh, eventually fouling the Kings, although the Warriors got to the free throw line ten more times than the Kings did in this game, you want to know another example of being tired? Missing 10 free throws in 35 attempts in this one. And Steph Curry missing three free throws. Jordan Poole missing two free throws in this one. Andrew Wiggins, three of six at the free throw line. Those, to me, are all signs of a team that's really dog-tired right now. And they're going to get a shorter turnaround from 6-7, to seven, which I do think gives Sacramento a pathway to take this series. And that was something we talked about two weeks ago. The fact that if this series goes long and these games start getting stacked up on top of each other, the Warriors may find themselves in a position where, as the older team, they're going to have to be able to outlast Sacramento, who is a relentless squad at at attacking. And Fox was relentless tonight, 26 points, and an efficient 26. Monk has won the Kings two games in this series, 28 points plus 21. Malik Monk was the best player on the floor. Malik Monk and De'Aaron Fox were the best players on the floor. Keegan Murray has found something here after a bad first three games over the last three games of this series. And and he ended up 5 of 17, but he was a plus tonight because he rebounded the basketball, which is something that he hadn't been doing in this series. So uh, the Warriors are going to have to bring it physically, but also bring it in terms of their ability to be disciplined and execute offensively because I do think that is what this series boils down to in a Game 7 if the Warriors are going to be able to win it. 888-957-9570, Armand in San Jose next year on Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. Hey, Armand. Hey, what's going on, J.D.? Uh, what's up, you man? You know, you guys have made a lot of really good points. Um, I think the 5 p.m. start is always kind of a bad omen um, for whatever reason. No, it's just like that. But uh, what I will say is we didn't play smart. And I don't know if you've noticed this, Shetty. Noticed I think all three games that we've lost, I think our first possession was a turnover. Didn't we turn the yeah. ball over our first possession uh, today? Uh, yes. 
for You're whatever You're absolutely reason. right. Yeah. It just to me, and, and you know, like it's only the first possession, so you know it should never be the telltale. But it does kind of seem like they start that way, sloppy. They do some stupid. It just shows like a lack of focus. Like, okay, it's going to be that kind of night. That's the feeling I get when they start off sloppy like that. Sacramento didn't play a great game. They just out hustled the Warriors. It's really that simple. They did not shoot the ball well, but they rebounded, got the loose balls, they made threes, and got hot at the right time and the Warriors couldn't keep up, we still have not had a game where we really just kick butt from the three. And I believe we definitely need to do that uh, Sunday. I don't think attacking the realm is just good enough. We do need to get back to that. But Sacramento going small, I think they figured something out. And Mike Brown is just saying, I don't care if they score, they miss, just run. They cannot keep up with you. Even if they score, they can't get back on defense. I can't count how many times when we would score, and Dan Aaron Fox is just like a running back weaving in the open field scoring a touchdown. So we've got to figure out something like that. But one way to slow the Kings down, obviously we got to defend a little bit better. But, J.D., we have to have a game where we just kick butt from the three. You just got to do it. you got wow. too many guys who can make the three that I feel have been inconsistent and underperformed to where it's hard to win a series when one of the things you don't do best, you've been mediocre at best. We just got to be honest about that. And then aside no doubt. that, uh, you know, not talk. Oh, yeah, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, and the Kings had, had been able to say the same thing really until tonight, and they didn't shoot 40%, but they, in terms of volume, they hit 17 of them tonight, which was their best game of the series, and, and they got the Warriors by 21 points from the three, and so they were able to win it win it doing that, doing it that way tonight. Th- thanks, Armand. Appreciate you. Uh, a lot of great points there. Uh, 888-957-9570 here on Warriors Wrap-Up. Kings beat. The Warriors 118 to 99. So the series is tied at three games apiece. Game seven on Sunday back in Sacramento. And look, the Warriors did not play smart. There was a lack of focus. Sack did not play a great game. They they really did not. But they did out hustle the Warriors. They worked their way into their flow. And you know the Kings were a little tighter. You know they were tight, but they were missing shots. But they were getting the rebound. They were getting enough stops. The Warriors were turning the ball over. All of these things were happening. And so the Kings had extra time, extra possessions to work themselves into getting a little bit of a lead. And then they got in their flow where Fox, when he needed a big, you know, take somebody off the dribble, get into the lane and score, he was able to. Monk, able to do the same thing. The Warriors, able to, uh, you know, they were able to draw and kick. The Warriors were spread out defensively tonight because of the dribble penetration, and so when Fox or Monk weren't getting all the way to the rim to lay it in, they were kicking out. The Warriors' defense was in scramble mode, and Herter and Keegan Murray and others were getting wide-open rhythm three-pointers, and more of them than they had been getting in this series. They also knocked down more of them than they had been at at any point in this series, And, and Armand, you're right. The Warriors' night, as far as those are afternoon because they're going to be playing on Sunday is due to come but it was also due to come for Sacramento and they finally hit it and so we'll see you know the team you know that was kind of one of my thoughts coming in it's like well if the Kings don't have one of those games they're probably getting beat well they had one of those games if the Warriors don't have one of those games in addition to the hustle and the intensity and the poise and the discipline then they aren't going to win the game unless they're able to do that. 888-957-9570. 
Tony in Alameda next year on Warriors Wrap-Up on 957 The Game. Hey, Tony. Hey, JD. Um, thank you for taking my call. Hello? Yep. JD, hi. I, I got you, Tony. You got me? I got you loud and clear, Hello? brother. Yes. Hey, uh, look, um, I, I want to start off with right, right now. Is the Sacramento didn't beat us. It's the Warriors that beat beat us, actually. The Warriors didn't do what they're supposed to do, okay? All right. I'm from the get-go, I'm looking at it. We look so ugly in the get-go, okay? Why do we feed the ball to Looney down below under the rim? Okay, he's, he's not a scorer down below. He, he's not a rim uh, scorer, okay? He's, he's a good rebounder, block, all that stuff. We had turnovers right away, the first three minutes. We have turnovers there because of Looney, okay? Right. He's good on defensively, offensively rebound, okay? We should not even give the ball to him. Okay, for one thing... Green also, German Green, four points and four rebounds. Okay, that's one of the reasons that that's why we lost. And it's not it's not about just one person. It's everybody's collectively. It's it's their fault. So I'm looking at it at the next game. Everybody's going to be contributing. Okay, and I don't know the lineup tonight. It's so ugly. I don't get it. Don't don't be amazed if we have Green starting the next the next game, the seventh game. Yeah, uh, believe me, we'll get the next game. Okay. Yeah, thanks, Tony. I I, I do think Draymond Green is going to start the next game. I, I agree with you on that. I think Jordan Poole goes back to the bench, and then they're going to have to pick between Jordan Poole and Dante Divincenzo. But the Warriors have had problems with the Kings being able to guard them when they've played Draymond and, and Looney together. So we'll see what the Warriors ultimately decide to do between now and 1230 on Sunday afternoon. But I would agree that they probably can't afford now that they've been beaten to not have Draymond out there at the beginning of the game because they just need his his defense and his hustle and his playmaking and his championship-level big-game acumen that you would expect in a Game 7. Because that is the one area, at least going into Game 7, where the younger team versus the experienced team and the champion's blood and all of that, even on the road, it gives the Warriors a little bit of, a, of an advantage before they actually start playing. That, that, and it does give the Warriors a little bit of an advantage if it's a close game potentially down the stretch that offsets maybe some of Sacramento's advantage from being the home team and the Warriors being terrible this season away from Chase Center but uh, but regardless the Warriors are going to have to play a lot better and the key question is not going to be does Draymond start that's one part of it but it's who's going to play and does there need to be wholesale changes between tonight and Sunday or do you have to ride with the guys that you've been able to trust for the most amount of minutes in this series and just throw tonight out as bad game team was tired you know, move on to the next. And I got to believe Steve Kerr's going to trust the same players that he has that have earned the Warriors the three wins in this series. And I think that's the starters with Draymond in there. It's Poole, as bad as he was tonight, and maybe it's a short leash game for Poole in Game 7, but I think you got to trust Jordan Poole to have a bounce-back game but have a quicker hook, and maybe you go to DiVincenzo more. I think you trust Peyton. And, and look, I think Moody's earned the opportunity. Moody has played extremely poised in this series, so I think Moody 
should get some time in, in Game 7. He tends to play like uh, a, a guy that's wise beyond his years in, in the playoffs. But again, beyond the playoffs and whether he should have been playing more in the regular season and all of that, he's looked the part in this series uh, in against these players, which I think is a huge part of the deal. Eric and Oakland next on 95-7 the game. What's up, E? Hey, what's up, man? Can you hear me? I got you loud and clear, Eric. How you doing Hello? tonight? Hey, yep, you I got you, Eric. Man, well, I'm, I mean, I'm okay except for the Warriors game. I mean, I mean, man, that was the most <laughs> lethargic performance from start to finish that I've seen the Warriors play in a long hey, time. Hey, Eric, let me let me let me I mean, man, let me ask you this. No... Let let me ask you this, Eric, and I'll let you finish your call. Do, do, them being lethargic tonight, you think tonight was more lethargic because they weren't into it or thought they had it won, or was tonight lethargic because? one day in between games, and they're kind of spent, and they're getting a little older, and it makes you worry about Sunday. I, I don't I, – I, I think the first part. I think they thought they, they were just going to walk in the Chase Center, and I think they thought they had the game won just by showing up. I mean, these are professional. These are pros. I mean, uh, I mean, they didn't play good. I mean, there was no hustle. I mean, uh, nobody going out to lose balls. Nobody position themselves to get rebounds. It's bad enough we don't have a solid big man that can change shots when Fox and uh, Monk drive to the hole with ease. It's almost like they can't be stopped driving to the hole. And and and, and then I don't know what to say about Jordan Poole. I mean, man, when he's on, he's on. But when he's bad, he's horrible. And and, and even Chisel didn't have a good game either. And I'll add this: no. I'm not comfortable with. I don't, I don't, I don't like the idea of Curry. He's shuffling guys in and out like he's trying to find something. But I think he's shoving Kerr out to, uh, uh, not Kerr, uh, Curry. I don't like the idea of Curry coming out the game too so soon. That you know he's the first one out the game. Um, this chess match that he's playing with uh, uh, Coach uh, Brown. When Brown takes Fox out, he takes Curry out. I don't think that's a good idea because it's backfiring on him. I'll take your comments. Well, it backfired tonight. It didn't backfire, Eric, in the last three games. In fact, it helped the Warriors win the last three games. But all of these series, especially as they go deep, become chess matches. And, you know, Steve Kerr had found some things on Sacramento, and the people in Sacramento were starting to wonder if maybe Kerr had figured it out and Mike Brown wasn't going to be able to readjust. Well, Mike Brown had a great game tonight, and they were able to readjust. And the Comcast Business Text Line points it out. 408, they attacked Looney the way the Warriors attacked Sabonis. And that's exactly what they did. And so, you know, you, you give them credit, but they held up physically on the interior at a level that they hadn't been able to hold up at any point in this series. I mean, anytime the Warriors have been able to attack or move the ball to the baseline and and drive and drop it off to somebody for a layup it's been right there for them and so i do think the warriors to the 510's point on the comcast business text line rushed uh you know they 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 had gone into defenders and kicked tonight they they would go one on five like they you know if 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 rather than get into some uneven type situations in these last couple of games, the Warriors were much more patient. Tonight they tried to attack, and the defense was able to collapse on them, which was really problematic and, and a, a key to a lot of these turnovers that, that the Warriors had. So 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. How you feeling about Game 7? It's 1230. It's a quick turnaround. 
It's right here on 95.7 The Game as well. Uh, All right, let's go ahead and pause. We'll get David. We'll get Charlie. I do want to get the secret sauce of the game in here, though, before we take a break. Uh, And it is, as always, the secret sauce of the game, which is brought to you by Proposition Chicken. Fried, flipped, and fake. Chicken goes three different ways. And you can find... Uh, proposition chicken here as i find for my pro- my proposition chicken read uh, you can go online to propositionchicken.com uh, you can also uh, order at any of the nine bay area locations or at propositionchicken.com secret sauce of the game and tonight it was the warriors getting outworked uh, they looked slow from the jump they were sloppy the kings hit them on the boards the kings were the faster quicker looser team and the warriors find themselves in big trouble uh, in this one uh, as it was, just look at the shot attempts, 99 for the Kings, 85 for the Warriors, and that tells the story on a night where Sacramento able to beat the Warriors despite only shooting 40.4% from the game, Warriors at 37.6, and the Kings end up winning this one, 118-99 to inside Chase Center to even up the series. At three games apiece, again, secret sauce, proposition chicken, three ways, fried, flipped, and fake, available in nine Bay Area locations, or you can order now, propositionchicken.com. We'll pause here. We'll come back, 888-957-9570, another segment, Warriors wrap-up as we head to a Game 7 right here on 95.7 The Game. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Buzzer sounds, ball game's over. 118-99, the Kings celebrating their win. And we go back to Sacramento for game seven. So we'll see if 
the Warriors can, can come up with a championship-like performance on Sunday. Now back to Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. All right, back here, final segment, 888-957-9570. Kings beat the Warriors 118-99, to so it heads to a game seven. And we'll have it for you right here on 95.7 The Game as uh, this series is now tied at three apiece. Kings come into chase in a closeout game, and they hit the Warriors right in the mouth. And the Warriors with no answer, not a lot of margin for error. And the Warriors played sluggishly. The Kings played energetically, backs against the wall, and hit the Warriors at the point of attack. Fox and Monk kind of doing whatever they wanted. Sabonis on the boards. Warriors took some bad shots, turned it over a lot, couldn't hit their layups. And that's pretty much the story of game number six in this one as the Kings win it, and deservedly so. So this thing heads back to Sacramento. Warriors and the Kings playing game seven here on Sunday afternoon. Let's keep it rolling. 888-957-9570. Back to the phones. David and San Leandro here on Warriors Wrap-Up. What's up, David? J.D., I'm a big What's fan. Up, I love and respect Appreciate you. I've got three quick points if, if I can get them in. One. Okay, you got it. They, they were sluggish and old and all that, games one and two, and then made adjustments three, four, five, and I, I don't have the stats in front of me. How many times have the Warriors this season won four games in a row? Like, they, they're, they just have those dud can't explain it, throw the tape out the window games, and I'm I'm thinking that's what this game was. So I'm feeling good about Game 7. We're going to go up to the Golden Warriors Center in Sacramento and win Game 7. That's my first point. Second point, there was a caller earlier. I'm going after a caller. He said he okay. would stop being a Warrior fan if the Warriors didn't trade Jordan Poole. Whoever that caller is, <laughs> don't watch Game 7. Stop watching the Warriors. We don't want you. We don't need you. If if we keep Jordan Poole, please just root for another team. Point three. Okay. Please N- number three. What do you got, David? No, no, you got it. What do you got? I'm coming down. I'm coming down your road, JD. I've, That's I've okay. interacted with you three times. You're a villain to me. Number one, you cost me twelve hundred bucks on a. 95-7 contest one time. I blame Steiny. <laughs> you cut the cord on me, I heard. That's that's strike one. Okay. Strike okay. two. I was at Chase Center. I met Whitey, you, and Jim Barnett, the great Jim Barnett. You big-timed me. It's all good. I still love you. <laughs> no <laughs> way three. I big-timed you. Now, that I don't believe. Oh, you, but you, go ahead, number three. big-timed me. Whitey said, hey, how you doing, JB? Oh, shook my hand. You just, you, you were looking down, and it was, you big time me. Okay, appreciate it, David. Oh, we hung, no, I wanted to hear David. You are rooting for the Kings to win this series. You're a Sacktown boy. (laughs) The uh, the Warriors (laughs) have been great to you. I'm not saying they're rooting against the Warriors. I think you might take pleasure in the Kings taking down the Warriors. I love you, J.D. I love the Warriors. Appreciate it, David. Go Warriors. Yeah, the last one, not true. I, I, I can tell you that one, point blank. The, the last one, not true. I'm 
99.9% sure I didn't big time you either, David. Uh, but and I'm with you as far as uh, the the other. Uh, I can't even remember what the other point was. But uh, yeah, I'll I'll take on all comers here. It's all good. You can you can come at me. Warrior fans are feeling a certain way uh, now with this series tied at three and three and the way things shook out tonight. But uh, no, I I'm I am. You know, it's funny. I was just talking to Steiny here a little bit earlier about how you know I feel like I've been the the one objective voice of reason in this series that hasn't gotten all caught up either way in the you know fan ish behavior that has been such a subhead of of this series to this point. Charlie is next here on Warriors wrap up on ninety five seven The Game. Hey, Charlie. Hey, 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 JD. What's going on, buddy? Um, just a couple of quick points regarding. I thought I thought uh, the quick turnaround from Wednesday to Friday would have been a potential issue, and and they, the Warriors looked old and slow tonight, um, and that concerns me for Game Seven because it's a less of a turnaround time. Uh, secondly, I agree with you. I don't know if they will. I think Draymond needs to be back in the starting lineup. I'll reiterate what you said and what, you know, Steiny during, uh, today. Slow and steady beats the Kings. And, uh, and I'm not going to bash Jordan Poole. We have all off season to do that, but he is the antithesis of slow and steady. The dude looks like he's playing on ice. And when he's off, he is way off. Um, uh, but, but I'm 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 not confident about Sunday because uh, it's I just I the, the the quick turnaround time is just concerning to me, and I agree with your point. It's almost as if Clay was sitting home today saying, "Oh, game it's going to be game six, Clay. Game six, Clay. I'm going to come out there and shoot uh, hit eight three pointers," and Clay was terrible tonight. And uh, uh, but, but what, what are your thoughts about Draymond potentially getting back into the starting lineup, even if it's you know, him yeah, and Looney on the court at the same time. I, I think they're going to have to, at, at least at the beginning of the game. And, and we talked about this in the lead-up to Game 4 when the Warriors were trying to make the decision as to what they were going to do. And I, I said it. I mean, I, I thought Draymond would go in and volunteer to come off the bench. But I also think they didn't necessarily have to do it that way. Now, they did it that way, and it worked, and so they kept it going, and then they kept it going again, and then tonight it was a different story. I think they need Draymond's intensity and intelligence and, and, and you know ability to be a winner on the floor from the jump in a Game 7. Like Part of the Warriors' advantages going into Game 7 is the experience, and Looney and Draymond both are part of that. Uh, and you trust Draymond at this point more than you trust Jordan Poole to just be making winning plays from the opening tap at 12:40 in what will be a raucous environment in in Sacramento. So uh, yeah, I, I think you you start Draymond and, and you're going to have to separate him and Looney still. But how Steve Kerr goes about doing that, I think, is going to be a big part of of the story of Game Seven. And can the Warriors find enough players off the bench? that can come in and that can contribute to winning. you know, Because they're going to need Jordan Poole, even though Jordan Poole was bad in this game tonight. They're going to need him to come out, and they're going to need him to play better than he did tonight. They're going to need him to be, even what he was in Game 5, which wasn't great, was exponentially better than the Jordan Poole they got tonight. They're going to need DiVincenzo to play some minutes. They're going to need Peyton to play some minutes. They're going to need Moses Moody to play some minutes in a Game 7 when he's barely played, for the most part, all season long. 
but it's about the trustables, and that's the one area where I don't think Steve Kerr should necessarily panic, and that is with trying to go deeper or different into this rotation in in Game 7. To me, you know the 8 or 9 that you've been able to play in this series throughout. It's not a time for hasty decisions. It's just, hey, here are my guys. Are they good enough or not? And if they're not, then you tip your cap and you head to the offseason and you start to reevaluate where this franchise goes from here. But the one thing you don't want to do is overthink it to a point where you're trying and searching and reaching for something uh, in that Game 7. Al and San Leandro next here on Warriors Wrap-Up. What's going on, Al? Thank you for taking my call. Listen, uh, you know, I know this, uh, we're going to the seventh game, but now, you know, it's, I'll be honest with you, we're going to win the seventh game. I know the lineup tonight is very, very yeah, difficult for Steve but I, I did not like what's going on there. You know, how could you lose when Sabonis is sitting down on the third quarter? Okay, we didn't take advantage of that. I think he's better off playing in the floor. We play, we play more aggressive when he's playing there. I, I noticed because uh, uh, Looney, he's, he's a quiet tonight. Okay, and Green, he's quiet also. Actually, the whole team is quiet. We don't have the energy that we have the last three games that we, lo- that we won three in a row. Uh, there's something there is missing. Okay, the uh, energetic, there's no spark plug in there. But really, the seventh game, somebody, there's going to be a change there. Okay, Dividend, so he's going to start, and Green is going to start. Okay, that's, 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 that's the bottom line there. Because tonight, there's no, there's no energy at all. I'm, I'm sorry. We were close there. We were, like, behind 8 points, 6 points, 10 points, and suddenly we got blown out. It's the lineup, and Steve Kerr will juggle that out. I'm pretty sure we will get this seventh game. Thank you for taking my call. Thanks, Al. You bring up another scenario as to... Do they now put Looney on the bench in in Game 7 and start Draymond at center? Now, Draymond was in foul trouble tonight, which was problematic for the Warriors in this game. He ended up with with five fouls. Sabonis ended up fouling out of the game. There were a number of different players in foul trouble, but that is another way the Warriors go, and I do think that is one of the the headlines and talking points as we get toward Sunday, which is going to come really fast. And it's the fact that, you know, do you go with DiVincenzo and Draymond? Do you go with Looney and Draymond? Do you start Poole again? I, I think the Warriors probably can't do that now, given how bad he was and the fact that you want Draymond's stability on the court. But the truth is, if you go Draymond and Looney, that's made you more guardable in this series. Uh, and, and beyond that, it's always more important who's going to play the bulk of the minutes as opposed to who starts and, and who finishes the game as well. And the five one zero points it out, and I think this is this is right on the money. It's a do or die game. The five starters need to prepare to play forty five, and GP two and Pool and Divincenzo going to play a fraction, and you know maybe not forty five, but maybe forty three. I don't think there's much doubt about that. Uh, moving forward here toward toward Game Seven, uh, four zero eight also pointing out that Mike Brown made the adjustment on Clay. Clay, uh, they they got him off the three-point line. Uh, They doubled him. 
and kind of threw to some different looks at him as well. And so I, I think that, you know, they, they did have an adjustment for Clay, but Clay came out and it was, as somebody pointed out earlier, it was, it was the bad Clay tonight. It really was. It was the hot, the shot hunting, going to take some bad shots and nothing matters. I'm going to come chuck it, Clay. Uh, he, he was not good tonight, and those games have been here every handful of games, and the Warriors are going to – look, if the, the Warriors have no shot Sunday unless they get a, a Game 5 Steph performance, a Game 5 Clay performance, a Game 5 Looney performance. Like They're, they're going to need all of their guys to play big. Now, it may not be 20 or more for the top four, but they're going to need all those guys to you – know, just look at the way they were able to get the win. On Wednesday in Sacramento, Steph, it was it was the top four scorers all over 20. And then it was a lot of positive minutes from, from Gary Payton II as well. All right, 888-957-9570. Rob in Daly City next here on Warriors Wrap-Up. What's up, Rob? Hey, J.D., look. Um, What's up, man? This team tonight, in my opinion, looked a little tired. I mean, they won. They put up three tremendous games where they won those games. And they look a little gassed out. They were out of gas. Uh, the team is showing a little bit of its age. That's my opinion. If they lose game seven on Sunday, uh, it's probably just they're just getting older. People have got to realize yeah. that fact, you know. Uh, this team has had a great run, and it may, they may be starting to peak down. Um, everybody has a bad, had a bad game. Okay, I, I hear that from everybody calling in tonight. But they're going to bounce back, and I think on Sunday, this is my prediction, they're going to come out and they're going to play a game uh, that's going to be a hell of a lot better than the effort that they put forth tonight. I'm not going to say they're going to win. They may lose, but even if they lose, it's going to be a really, really close game. Maybe one point, maybe three or six points, but it's going to be close, and the effort will be there. Don't, uh, what everybody get down on pool? He had a bad game. Okay, he's going to bounce back. He's been pretty valuable to this team in, uh, during the season. And remember, I think we can all agree that the playoffs are an entirely different species than the regular season. No doubt. Uh, everything is different on the playoffs. You, you, you throw out the entire regular season. You gotta, the playoffs are completely different. No, they are. There, there's no doubt the playoffs are completely different. And, and look, as bad as Poole was, as much as he may need to play less than he did tonight, if he's going to be as ineffective or close to ineffective or looks like he might be as ineffective early as he was tonight, he definitely has to be in the rotation coming up on Sunday afternoon. And you know he is still one of the trustables. And, yeah, I think this is going to be a test on Sunday of the Warriors' championship pedigree. It wasn't there tonight. I also said to a few people pregame that the Warriors this season, when they've had a little bit of breathing room, when they haven't completely had their backs against the wall for whatever reason, they also haven't showed up with the same forcefulness. And I, and I don't know what and why the Warriors wouldn't value needing to win this game like it was a Game 7 to avoid having to actually play a Game 7 on the road when they've been so bad on the road and just barely eked one out in a great game on Wednesday night. But that's been the nature of this team this year. Every time it looks like they're about to turn the corner, they don't. And then when their backs are against the wall, 
they pull it out. And so in some ways, the fact that this series is going seven games is apropos of this entire season that the Warriors have played to this point. But now they've put themselves in a position where if it they could go play a really good game and still get beat if a couple of different plays go against them in game one and game two like they did versus where a couple of key plays went in their favor in game four and game five and they were able to win those. Uh, 888-957-9570. Let's keep it rolling here. I do want to get to a couple of more callers, but I do also want to get to the hardest working player of the game, which is brought to you by AC Transit. Fox stops. Stolen by Moses. Moody took it away. Moody down the right side. What a play by Moody. Throws out to Draymond. 28 seconds. Really no chance two for one. No. Dante catches. Let's it fly. Three ball. Right corner pocket for DiVincenzo. Moses Moody has three first quarter steals. Yeah, Moses Moody was good tonight, and Moses Moody's been good in this series, and Moses Moody looks like somebody that that should, if you're trying to take away some minutes from somebody to add some minutes to somebody else, Moses Moody might be somebody that's looking to get more minutes in in Game 7 than he even had tonight. One of two players for the Warriors that were a positive in the plus-minus. Only DiVincenzo who didn't shoot it well, and Moody, who was 3 of 5 and knocked down a 3, went to the free throw line, and Moody was at 9 points and was a plus 5. Like He was one of the better Warrior players on the floor tonight. He might have been their best player on the floor tonight, Moses Moody, aside from, from Stephen Curry. So he's, I think, in the rotation as you start penciling who do you trust guys for Game 7. He's also your hardest-working player of the game for tonight, brought to you by AC Transit. AC Transit, looking for hard workers, offering a $2,000 bonus for new bus operators and journey-level mechanics to join their team for complete details. And to apply, visit actransit.org slash careers. That's actransit.org slash careers. All right, we got about six minutes to go here. 888-957-9570. I want to go rapid fire and let everybody speak their piece between now and the time we get out of here at 10 o'clock. So let's keep it rolling. We got four guys on the line. Uh, let's uh, roll with that guy. That guy is up next here on Warriors Wrap-Up. What's going on, that guy? Hey, J.D., I appreciate you taking my call, man. Don't listen to that one guy. I think he had a little bit too much to drink <laughs> that was calling you a Kings fan. But just real fast, brother, you know, I, I watching this, I was at the game, and so watching this, it just looked like the Warriors thought they had one in their back pocket. Like, like you were saying, I echo what you were saying earlier. Um, the other three games that they won, they were pretty much must-wins. You can't go down 0-3, you can't go down 3-1, and you can't go down uh, 3-2-3 and, and have to win them both. But tonight looked like they were, you know, they knew, okay, if we lose, we'll, we'll, we'll bring it out to sack and we can put it together for one, one game and, and, and let the fury go. So it looked like, and just, you know, the rotation, I'll, I'll be quick here, the rotation, Steve Kerr, I was hoping he'd play that. I told the guy that I went with, I was hoping he'd play this game as if it was a seven. Like, you don't have it tomorrow. Like, go stick to a seven, eight-man rotation. And now that we saw Draymond start uh, or sit the bench for three, maybe it's time to start him tonight. This was before the game because, Lair, uh, what's his name, Brown, he was waiting to see what Steve was going to do. And if Draymond was not going to uh, start, he already had a game plan. So I think he should have flipped the script tonight and started Draymond. And then going forward, what do you think of just going with seven, eight men? Appreciate it. Thanks, J.D. 
Yeah, no, I appreciate it. I, I think for the most part the Warriors did it tonight. I mean, I guess technically they went with nine. But, uh, you know, if you're only going to go with seven, then who's not going to play? Is DiVincenzo not going to play or is Poole not going to play? I know a lot of Warrior fans are thinking, well, Poole's not going to play. So I, I think it's nine, but it's got to be the, the best five or six on a given night. And you better hope that your three future Hall of Famers are all having a good night. Uh, it's a dangerous way to live. The Warriors did play tonight in part like they had the game in their back pocket that they could play with but now you got to go win on Sunday or you're eliminated and so that's just a, a dangerous way to live. Rafi in San Jose next year on 95.7 the game hey Rafi JD how you doing brother good man how are you you there I'm I got you there. loud and clear hey listen a uh, couple thoughts couple thoughts uh, not liking the way our bench has looked at all I mean I think our our starters have been carrying this team all year we don't have any support really on the bench with the exception of maybe Moody, Kaminga from time to time. I think Jordan Poole is is reckless. I don't think he, he does not look past first. He's always looking to shoot and just running full speed with no control. Um, that's not Warriors basketball. Warriors basketball is methodical. It's a machine, and he, he does not fit this machine, period. Thanks. Appreciate the call. He may not, but you got to trust him because it's game seven and you're going to need him to play. And I don't think you're probably going completely off board as far as how your rotation shakes out. But, yeah, the Warriors have not all year gotten enough out of their bench for the most part. And if they end up with six playable players on Sunday, that would be another part of the story. Diego, uh, or Diogo, Diogo in Richmond. What's up, Diogo? What's up, man? How y'all doing? Good, Diogo. How you doing, man? Hello? Yeah, I got you, I'm Diogo. Good, I'm, good, I'm good. Man, story of the night of the night tonight. Can't make shots. Ten missed free throws. We missing it from three. Shots just wasn't going down tonight. We saw Steph Curry miss what two free throws. We saw Jordan Poole miss two free throws. The best free throw shooters in the league missing free throws. Shots don't fall. It happens. To be honest, am I scared about tomorrow? About the next game? No. Am I worried? No. I think we'll get it. Warriors like to play with their backs against the ropes, like y'all said. So. We'll see what happens. Um, Draymond should have started tonight. And Jordan Poole, like I said, reckless. Um, Got to take some notes from Curry about taking it to the rim because he just gets blocked all the time. Yeah, that was a problem tonight. It was once he got to the basket, he just couldn't finish. And the Kings collapsed on him, and he threw up some wild ones, and they were going back the other way for open looks and layups. And you're right, Diogo, about the Warriors liking to play with their backs against the wall. Again, no way to live, but it. in many ways, there's no other way this series would have ended than it going to a Game 7, and there's no other way that this season would have ended. Like The story of this season was not, hey, Warriors finally get that road win, and then they come home and close it out. It just hasn't been who they've been all season long. Sherwin in San Jose is going to be our final caller tonight here on Warriors Wrap-Up from Harmonic Outside Chase. Sherwin, uh, what do you got tonight? You, you get the last word. Hey, Jerry, you're the best. You're my idol. Uh, you're the best uh, commentator <laughs> when, it, when it comes to Warriors basketball. Uh, you're the best, man, among, among the rest. First of all, uh, whatever happens, uh, I'm not going to be uh, – I'm not going out against the Warriors. I'll, I'm not going to sell my house because I don't have a house. So uh, I'm not <laughs> leaving Warriors. I'll be a fan for life. Um, and one thing is that I just want to make – want to uh, tell uh, – uh, Coach K to address Jordan Poole 
uh, in a way that whenever he cannot shoot the, the basket, can he not complain? Because uh, the ball is like every point matters. So whenever he missed a call or he always complains. So he's just uh, he's just down. First of all, he's, he's always down. He's like whenever he shoots, somebody must give him a, a cane so he won't be uh, down all the time. And uh, lastly, you're the best. Thank you. I, I really appreciate it, Sherwin. That is some kind words. I got a few people coming down my road. Not too often people come down my road. I had a guy on Twitter coming down my road, maybe one or two texts to show coming down my road, one caller. I mean, I'll, I'll take those percentages. I'll, I'll play those percentages uh, as far as as uh, you know analysis and, and where things stand and, and being able to speak to the people. So, no, good. I appreciate it, Sherwin. Uh, regardless, uh, the Warriors, uh, they're, they're up against it. In a, in a big way. And so one day to clear their heads and take that bus ride for a third time to Sacramento and stay in the hotel and get ready for a legacy game for the big three. And, you know, a thought that I know a lot of Warrior fans don't want to be thinking about, but it could be potentially the end of, of the dynasty, uh, depending upon what happens moving forward if the Warriors are unable to get the job done. Lakers, by the way, are blowing out the Grizzlies. So the Grizzlies are going to be done in the first round of the playoffs. About nine minutes to go. The Lakers are up 107-71 right now. So the Lakers are going to advance to the conference semifinals where they will take on the winner of Game 7. And that series, we now know, will begin on Tuesday either right back here at Chase or in Sacramento at Golden One Center uh, with the Lakers being the seventh seed and the Kings and Warriors both being the better seed uh, between those two teams. So it'll all be decided Sunday uh, right here on 95.7. The game back to Sacramento, we go one more time. Thanks to Sterling Bennett. Uh, Excellent job by everybody, including Sterling and led by Sterling in our San Francisco studios. Really appreciate everybody out here at Harmonic Brewing and Thrive City all season long for for hanging out and uh, for setting us up out here. Uh, Warrior fans, the absolute best tonight uh, and all year here on 95.7 The Game. And uh, we're not done yet. Warriors this week, tomorrow, join me and Alan Stiles as we'll be taking your phone calls from 10 a.m. until 1. We'll be breaking down Game 7. We'll be getting into Game 6. And looking ahead to Sunday, the do or die. Nothing better in sports than a Game 7. And then, of course, I'll be with you Sunday morning, 11 o'clock, Warriors Live, Warriors and the Kings from Golden One Center one more time, win or go home for Golden State uh, to play the Lakers on Tuesday night. We'll talk to you tomorrow morning. But we appreciate uh, everybody for calling and joining the conversation. Kings beat the Warriors tonight, 118-99, to and you heard it right here on your home for Warriors basketball, 95-7 the game.